Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Listeners and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hey, everyone. Steve, there's a kind of homicide that often doesn't get much attention, even when the case goes unsolved. I'm talking about hit and runs. Yeah, hit and runs, okay. Yeah, and I've got a case I want to tell you about tonight. If you're familiar with West Akron, then you would know Yakonos, an Italian restaurant which, for decades, was the kind of place where patrons got attached and families made memories. Yeah, everyone has a restaurant in their past that evokes those warm and nostalgic thoughts. For many folks, Yakonos was that type of place. This mystery is about the matriarch of that family, Mary Vita Yokono. Mary was born in Italy in 1906, and she was a teenager when she emigrated to the United States with her parents and five siblings. They settled in Akron, where Mary married Dominic Yocono in 1924. Dominic was a contractor and built many commercial buildings and homes in Akron's North Hill neighborhood, which at the time was Akron's version of Little Italy. The couple raised three children, sons Nunzi and Jimmy, and daughter Sally. Nunzi, that's... Oh, that's Italian. Mary was a dedicated wife and mother, but she was also a woman ahead of her time. In an era where women generally forsake careers from motherhood and grandmotherhood, Mary started her own business. She opened Playland Nursery School on West Exchange Street in Akron's Wallhaven neighborhood. It featured a huge playground on the corner of West Exchange and Sheldon Avenue that became a sort of landmark for many years. That's the very location, by the way, where Yokona's restaurant will go one day. She was also quite the Renaissance woman. She wore pants and drove her own car, again, all before her time. How dare her. I know. (laughs) Mary ran the nursery for 15 years, becoming Miss Mary to hundreds of children. But her husband developed Alzheimer's, and she closed the nursery in the early 70s to care for him full-time. Dominic's illness also brought the family back together. Mary's boys, Jimmy and Nunzi, had moved to California years earlier and were operating a restaurant in Inglewood. With their father entering his final days, they moved back to Akron to help look after him. And after he passed, 
Mary gave her sons the nursery property so they could build a new restaurant. Oh, cool. Yokono's Italian Eatery opened in 1974, featuring a beautiful brick building in honor of Dominic, who was quite the mason in his lifetime. Mary was active at the restaurant. She supervised the cooks, working to incorporate cherished family recipes into some of the restaurant's most popular dishes, and overseeing the staff as they made those all-important soups and sauces. She lived behind the restaurant on Woodbine, and her routine was well-known to neighbors. She would walk to the restaurant each day to unlock the doors and greet the employees and wait for her sons to arrive for the lunch shift. On November 4, 1985, Mary was 79 years old, a grandma of 14 and great-grandma of four, and she was planning a long vacation. By this time, her son Nunzi had sold his stake in the restaurant to Brother Jimmy and had returned to California, and Mary was going to go spend the winter with him. It was well before the holidays, but she knew she wasn't going to be around for Christmas, so she decided to pay a little visit and deliver a bottle of scotch to her good friends, the Marchettas. They lived on the other side of West Exchange. It wasn't far. She crossed the street on foot, just a few doors down from the restaurant. Mary might not have realized how quickly dark was descending these days. The autumn time change had just taken effect. And so when she walked to the Marchettas, it was light out. But after a brief visit, it was dark and raining. And the portion of exchange that she needed to cross had virtually no streetlights. The Marchettas bid Mary goodbye at the door and watched as she crossed the road to return home. They saw a black car headed in her direction, then lost sight of her in the bleak, rainy distance. They called out to her. Someone else shouted back. A witness, closer to the street, said she'd been hit. Mary never made it to the other side of the road. The car that struck her drove on, leaving her crumpled in the street. Mary's son, Jimmy, and his wife, Virginia, drove right past the crime scene as they were headed to the restaurant that night. They didn't realize it was their mother who lay beneath the cloth. When they arrived at the restaurant, Virginia told others of the poor soul they saw laying in the street. And then the restaurant phone rang, and they learned who that poor soul was. The Yokono family members burst out of the restaurant and ran up Exchange Street to where Mary lay. Mary was dead on arrival at Akron City Hospital at 7.29 p.m. Her funeral attested to how well she was loved and respected. It was attended not only by her family and the Yokono's employees, but by restaurant patrons and many Akronites who remembered Miss Mary from their preschool years. The details of Mary's life were shared with me by her granddaughter, Jamie O'Connell. Jamie was the daughter of Mary's son, Jimmy. She spent her formative years at the restaurant. In the weeks after her grandmother's death, Jamie's parents were so distraught, she took the lead in communicating with police. Jamie told me, they revealed to me that there was a good-sized chip of paint that was found on her body, and that would be very helpful in locating the make, model, and color of the car that hit her. They seemed very hopeful, but to my surprise, weeks later, they ultimately said they hadn't learned anything from the paint sample. In my anger and frustration, I argued with the investigator, wondering why he had sounded so optimistic in the beginning of the investigation, 
only to have that fade away. Jamie's family sold the restaurant in 2003 and went back west. Jamie had spent a decade teaching woodworking at the University of Akron, and she continued that career in Las Vegas. Today, she builds custom furniture and owns a woodworking school. But Grandma is never far from her thoughts, especially this week on the anniversary of her death. She said she's never forgotten that cold, dark, rainy night as she joined her family in racing down exchange to see her grandmother's body beneath the cloth or the fact that the person who struck and killed her has never been found. Her murder has always bugged me, Jamie told me. The police always accepted the notion that whomever killed her possibly didn't even know that hit her. But I've always felt like that couldn't have been true. I know it's been a long time, but sometimes time is what it takes to free someone up to speak. Anyone with information about this case is encouraged to please call Akron Police at 330 330- Three seven five two one eight one. It's never too late to bring a family some peace and closure. And I think we've uh, witnessed that in the last few years about all these cold cases that are getting solved. So absolutely, it's never too late. Reach out if you know anything, even if you think it's small. It could be pretty big at the end of it. So that's right. All right. Well, that's it for our midweek ten-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime. Enjoy the rest of your week, and may all of your mysteries have happy endings. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.